Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon. So Charlie's going to be with us all this week. And, um, I mean, it was a huge weekend of sport. We've got a massive game of football tonight, which is why in this podcast you'll hear none of that. None of that. We, but, we, we really hit the heavy-hitting bits of football today, didn't we? We did. We, we really... talked about why Norwegian pensioners <laughs> want Borussia Dortmund to keep winning. Digging up Redcar's pitch That's and why. Right. We talked about that. Mainly dog, to... That was mainly dog mess. Yeah. Obsessed. That we bit. spoke to the groundsman at the Mo Molum. Uh, more on that. And is it true? Boffin's claim, a Boffin claims who we spoke to, that short refs uh, brandish more cards than tall ones. What about that? We, we found out that. We we did have a, a text on the subject, which we didn't read out, but extra podcast content here, Paul. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which was, does it matter if they were ginger or bold? Which... I don't know if they've done that yet. No, I don't think they've they done that research that, that, yet that or not. Feel wrong. feel wrong. But anyway, um, here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, good afternoon Andy. <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> It's just after all these years, asleep at the wheel already, Paul. Already. Just, just like yeah, I'm, just, I'm, I, that's right. I've just I've slipped same into old automatic. routine. Good afternoon, Charlie. <laughs> afternoon. I Paul. knew it was. Uh, yeah, sorry. Good afternoon, Charlie. Lovely to see you. Very well. Did you have you been watching um, the Masked Singer, Paul? Did you watch? Do you know it? what? I was. I found myself with my mum in a in a, um, a doctor's waiting room on Saturday. I know how to. Yeah, oh, you know, yeah, you live not Studio Fifty Four for me. <laughs> the Eye Clinic um, with is that, my mum. Is that an Apple product? The Eye Clinic. Yeah, it is. We often go there. Yeah. Yeah, she needed to get her iMac fixed. <laughs> but no, we were there, and oh, they, yeah. they had they had it on the telly. But there was a there was a couple next to us yeah. who hated the show. They were asking oh. they were asking for it to be turned over. Oh, really? But I think there may have been open mutiny from Why my mum they? and one or two others yeah. who've been following it's it. It's been a huge hit. Oh yeah, Charles um, Dobbin, my mate, he's, he's presenting it very very good, and it's just singers. If you haven't seen it, yeah. in these brilliant <clears throat> costumes, aren't they? Like they had a big monster and a hedgehog and <clears throat> an octopus. And then you had to guess who they were from just the singing. And a really, really good show. I've got two points on it. First okay. one is, I think we should do it with footballers. Well, Teddy Sheringham was in this would, one, but wasn't he? No, but no. But wouldn't it be lovely if every Saturday you didn't know who was playing for you and they turned up and you didn't know if it was Lionel Messi or someone from the non-league and they were so just... They, somebody they had to cover, play in that hedgehog outfit. Covered face. <laughs> not, covered face. Not the whole body thing. Not exactly. The, 
Yeah. So, so like, it's like a trial, blind yeah. trial. You the don't know who they trialist. are. trialist. What a great idea. Mask trialist. Good idea, isn't it? But, yeah. Uh, uh, Jason Manford was on I'd it. I'd love to know who's in that Eric Dyer mask at the moment. <laughs> Not the bloke who was wearing it two years ago. <laughs> Not the same guy now. I don't think it is. No, don't <laughs> Sorry, Eric. Sorry, I'm sure you're well, doing your God. best. He'll work his way back to fitness. Um, Robert Goodfellow asks, just his wellies. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll get to that. Okay. No, it was a, it was, it was a chill, child, children's match, so, okay. uh, so I don't think it would have been... I mean, normally I would have, you know. Frowned but, upon, yeah. yeah now, now um, uh, Jason Manford was <clears> uh, he a was. hedgehog. Yeah, he was. On this, big Man City fan, of course, Jason Manford. Mm. And, he's, and Jason's friends with Alfie Bow. And during Who's a Liverpool fan, Alfie? Oh, is he? Yeah, 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 big time, yeah. During the show, Alfie came up to Jason and said, have you seen this masked singer? I don't know who that hedgehog is, he's rubbish. (laughs) Oh, no, he didn't, did he? (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) So I don't know if if that was a joke, but good fun, isn't it? Good fun. I I take it that series was sort of recorded... Um, it wasn't yeah, a live, wasn't live show, was it? No, no. But because it, 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 it would have had an impact on the level of celebrity they could get. The fact they got a good level of celebrity, because yeah. they, they blocked them through for a kind of four or five days in a studio. Yeah, there was a lot of... Um, or possibly less than there that. There was a lot of, yeah, I've, it, it could be Brad Pitt. Yeah. It could, I don't, I'm not sure it could be Brad yeah. Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> but surely it might have been somebody who was once in Emmerdale. Yeah. They worked their way through. Could be Dean Gaffney. Yeah. Could be Brad Pitt. Yeah. Yeah. Think about the budget. <laughs> what they've really got to do, I mean, uh, is look at the amount of much money they're getting yeah. for being yeah. for being on the panel. And then you've got a rough idea of what level of celebrity you're going to get. So it did seem a bit mad to keep saying, I think it might be, uh, yeah. you know... Is it, is it Frank Morgan Sinatra? Freeman. It's not, is it? It's yeah, not. Yeah. It's just not, is it? It's not going to be there. I think, yeah, I think But it's, I thought a good level of celebrity, you know, Khalees and people like that. Saturday yeah. night show, Paul, which used to happen But I'd not time, really it? watched it until I was in the eye clinic the other night, and I, I, I could kind of, I mean, you know, but having the running commentary from the couple, they were saying, who's behind Hedgehog's mask? And this woman's going, who cares? <laughs> who cares? And my mum's looking daggers at her, and every eyes burning into the back of their heads. If you, if you were into it, you were into it, that's what yeah, yeah, with yeah, football, yeah. it's a bit good, wouldn't it? Good. Yeah. How to do a trial. At your, okay. At your, you know. um, it's interesting to um, Pep says he's willing to manage in League Two, whatever oh, yeah. happens to City. Oh, I mean, I think he that. works safe in the knowledge that he won't be managing in, in League Two. But if you are a fan of a League Two club or you watch a lot of League Two football, can you prepare Pep for the delights? On the basis that he's listening this afternoon in the car, can you prepare him for... Uh, preparing for the delights of League Two, oh, the yeah, things lovely. that you witness at League Two level what a uh, idea, as a fan Paul. around the country. What kind of things go on that don't happen in the rarefied yeah, atmosphere of the lovely. Etihad? I mean, is he vegan? Because he'd have to get down to Forest Green Rovers if he wanted a pie. I'm sure. I'm sure he, he could do be, that. He'd totally <clears throat> Forest Green Rovers. I think. He strikes me as a man that's uh, the Catalan, so they like a mixed grill, don't they? I think yeah. they quite like the mixed grill. They like that. They like that. Would he? The full so, um, chorizo. Yeah, I, I, I think they're probably the cooked meats. The, the meats <laughs> not always cooked hung on in a League hook. Two. Yeah. That's <laughs> always partially cooked meats of league mystery two. meats. That's right. They'll be on. He'll be eating bits of the pig, which he not not a forest green we used to know, Ed, but no. uh, at, at some I don't know at the budget end of the yeah. pie market. Well, maybe um, he could, you're if eating he, if some he, interesting um, if he wants bits to, of the pig. If he wants to get a bit of experience, he could he could ditch Man City for the rest of the season now because they're not going to win the league. Yeah, and 
uh, go to Stevenage because they're looking for a manager. They are. Graham Wesley's, Graham Wesley's left again. Not that Andy Smyter, old friend, has taken any great delight in that. <laughs> Sitting there with his Graham Wesley voodoo doll, as he does. But as apparently, a Farnborough they fan. are announcing their new manager this afternoon, yeah. and they welcome Graham Wesley to the club. <laughs> well, the masked manager. That would be quite yeah, nice, yes. wouldn't it? Take it off. Oh, it's <laughs> Graham Wesley again. It's Graham Wesley again. <laughs> we like that with our right winger. Take him off. <laughs> yeah. Take him well, off. I wonder if that might be a cry now. Yeah, that that football. Fun, yeah. yeah. Take him like, off. Possibly. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Bit disappointed. It's heavyweight week, and they really and they brought me in for the week, Paul. Is that is that? A, I'm, I'm on the five and two. I mean, is it's just a, <laughs> the five and two, a, a five and two diet? Yeah, but okay. is this, are you still on that? Are you I'm on still, that last time I saw you? <laughs> what not, is it? Not going well, is it? Five days on, two days five off. Five sausages when you should have two. No, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, five days on, two days off. Yeah. Okay, so you don't eat anything for two days. No, no, you have eight hundred calories on those two days, and then on the other five, it about eat, wait, wait, sixteen thousand. Really shove some pizzas down your neck. Yeah. Um, uh, Charlie looks like a young Frasier Hines from oh, the Doctor right. Who days, says uh, Nick. Is, is that one Thanks. of the other three people you That's look not like? on my list now. Do you want my list? I'll give you my Go on, list. give us the four. This is on Facebook and Instagram today. I'm on Instagram, Charlie Baker Comedian, if anyone wants to follow me on there. Yep. But uh, the Doppelganger Challenge, which is yep. to put four people that people tell you, not people who you think you look like, Yeah. people who you t- tell you. Fuse four people together yeah. and you look like them. Yeah, I've gotten for... Um, uh, Jack Black, which I get all the time. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Uh, Barry from EastEnders. <laughs> Can't see that massively. I get that, I get that shouted at me all the time. Uh, Mike Myers. Oi, Barry! <laughs> do you get Barry! That, do you get that shouted at you? <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Uh, yeah, Mike Myers and um, Susan Boyle. <laughs> which I've had a few times. Has anybody ever shouted, Oi, Susan! <laughs> they haven't, have they? A couple of times. So if you get stuff, if anybody ever shouted something at you in the street, we had yeah. the great, late, great Roger Lloyd Pack in the studio, and I did say to him, how many times do you get... Oh, Dave or Trigger. Oh, yeah, he said, yeah, yeah. About 50. <laughs> about 50 shouted at me from vans or cars or yeah, cabs yeah. or whatever. All the time. I yeah. can imagine if so you're that. Has anybody ever shouted that at you? And then did you realise afterwards, think, well, blimey, they thought I was Barry from EastEnders? <laughs> Talksport.com, text 81089. You're also telling us about the delights of League Two. Pep says he'll stick around even if City are in League Two. Grimsby, so, Grimsby away. I can see him up there, can't you? Pep okay. at Grimsby. Okay, you certainly can. Yeah, Barrow yeah. away next year if yeah. they go up from the National League. Pep would be heard muttering, is this? some sort of circus as he looks around at Bristol Rovers collection of tents <laughs> as Stan said Steve keep them coming talksport.com t- text 81089 tweet TSH and J now do you know any Norwegian pensioners uh, I don't know no. I think I've got an, an old nan in Oslo or something uh, uh, no isn't that a, a Leonard Cohen album <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think it is but um, if so if you've got a, 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 if your nan uh, is Norwegian she's laughing because uh, Erlen Haaland the fantastic player who's headed to Brun, uh, Borussia Dortmund I think is the Bundesliga player of the month he's, he's made such an impact he is swelling her uh, coffers. All right. Her um, her funds. All right. Her pension funds. That's nice, yeah. Uh, let's find well, out we'll why. Rephrase it, yeah. Lars, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lars Sivertson joins us. Good afternoon, Lars. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Hi, this is a bizarre story, isn't it? Every uh, Erling Haaland goal is great news for uh, the elderly of Norway. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. Um, I guess it sounds bizarre if you're not familiar with the fact that... Uh, Norway's uh, sovereign wealth fund is, is, is quite a significant thing. Uh, we, we obviously, as you may or may not be aware, made quite a lot of money uh, from the oil industry mm. uh, since we found some black stuff in the sea offshore. And, and we reinvested most of that money. Uh, so the Norwegian sovereign wealth fund 
uh, is currently the largest in the world, I believe. And uh, and uh, it's something like one trillion dollars or some such. Oh, and uh, and and it is named the Norwegian Pension Fund. The idea is that it's you know it's meant to secure our futures and and pay our pensions to people and this sort of thing. Now uh, the Norwegian uh, state pension fund uh, owns uh, 1.4% of Borussia Dortmund, which isn't a huge state, but they own a little bit. And um, and yeah, of course, when uh, when Holland scores, then uh, Dortmund wins, and their our stock goes up, and it, it benefits everyone a little bit. There was even a there was a jump, um, there was a jump by in the stock itself when Holland signed. So excited were the markets about this. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I think they it initially went up by like five percent or something just because Holland signed. So yeah, yeah it's going well. I, watching him in the Champions League in the first stage of the Champions League this season, I mean, he, I mean, talk about it is pure revelation. I remember watching the the boys that you all know, of course, on the BT Goal Show, and then they kept cutting back um, to to the RB games, and it, it just scoring for fun. He looked such a player, and I thought, who is this kid? I hadn't really heard a great deal about him before until the start of this season. But um, what I mean, he is just a revelation, isn't he? He is. Uh, so I will pull you up on this and say that if you were a regular listener to the very excellent Trans Europe Express on Talksport on Sunday night, <laughs> uh, you will have heard of him. Mm. We, we did discuss him earlier in the season because he's, but he's been on the radar for us in Norway for a while, of course, um, due in no small part to who his father is, uh, Alfinger Holland, of course. But no, it, he is a truly remarkable young man. And I think the thing that really... I mean, obviously, you look at him and you think he's got amazing physique. He really moves for a big man and incredible eye for goal. But I think the thing that really catches my eye is that he's just not phased by anything. Like the last couple of years, I've, I put out a couple of Twitter, photos on Twitter a few weeks ago, like the, how his home grounds have changed over the last handful of years. You know, moving from from Blina in who are in the in the third tier in Norway now uh, to Tumold on the west coast under Olga Solskjaer's leadership there, and then to RB uh, Salzburg and now to Dortmund, and it's, it's just this sort of extraordinary rise where he's gone from. Uh, from playing certainly in front of one quite uh, rough-looking stadium at Bruna, it's, it's not a looker that one. It's, it's playing in front of the Signal Iduna Park, you know, eighty thousand people in the stands, Champions League, all this, and he just doesn't seem phased. I mean, he plays as if he's on the on the training ground. You know, he doesn't seem bothered by anything. And I think that's quite remarkable for a young man who's had such an extraordinary ride. And there is a feeling that he'll just be passing through Dortmund, really, on his way to possibly Real Madrid in a year or so's time. It, 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 it does sound absurd, given that he's only played three games for them, or started three games in the league anyway. Uh, but yeah, there's already a sense that if he keeps this up, you know, he will inevitably move on, because Dortmund is in this sort of weird position where Dortmund are a huge club in their own right. You know, you can't say a club mm. that has like 80,000 people in the stands every week are not a big club, but they are somewhere sort of slightly below, I guess, the really big dogs in Europe in the pecking order for financial reasons more than anything. And you do think that all of the way he's going, he's heading for the very top. Yeah. Uh, just a remarkable year for him. The, the, the Norwegian season runs from March to November, doesn't it, Lars? That's good knowledge. That's, yeah. a, that's a long winter break. I think they're a bit, they should play. I know it gets dark early, <laughs> yeah. and I know it's, it's like minus 20 or something, but I think they should play. I think it's a shame. And when the Holland well, gets it, really, yes. it, it really depends, Charlie, because hmm. I'm up from the southwest, so when we get roughly the same weather as Inverness, you know, it's not, oh, it's, right. not, it's, it's not completely unfeasible to play in the winter. Trouble is up north in Tromsø, and, you know, the parts of the world where Morten Gamp-Tedison and Stefan Johansson is from. I mean, all, all the way up there, you just couldn't do it. And no. you even have in the latter couple of rounds, I mean, it's quite common 
uh, for Tromsø last uh, home games that you know sometimes you get a bit of snow and you have to get the tractor out at half time. Yeah, uh, that, they could they could um, they could pop to Inverness for some warm weather training. <laughs> yeah, well for sure. Yeah. I, mean, I mean it is actually a thing because they have an artificial pitch, so you can at half time you can bring the tractor out. Uh, to clear the snow, uh, which is something that has happened. You know, uh, Alex Tetty uh, of, of Norwich once yeah. uh, scored a goal up there for, uh, for Rosenberg, celebrated by Craig making a snow angel. <laughs> nice. Quite an elaborate celebration. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, Lars. Good to talk to Cheers, you. Thanks Lars. very much. Anytime, guys. There we are. Lars Sivertson there, probably heading home. Once he goes to Real Madrid, Harland, they'll all be driving around in Bentleys, oh, all I the old Norwegian <laughs> pensioners. Yeah. Yeah. Really, wa- see him. really watching his career. Yeah, just like a little trilby and one of those sort of uh, plastic hats just sitting above <laughs> the line of these fantastic Bentley seats in a car doing 20 mile an hour right, on the motorway. Yeah. Harland. Great big, Harland. Great big convoy of them, yeah. A number plate, Harland 1. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Um, we were talking earlier on Charlie is the, the four people that apparently looks a bit like oh, yeah. are um, um, Barry from EastEnders, Barry from uh, Sean um, Barry from EastEnders, <laughs> and <laughs> Jack Black. 
Yeah. And uh, Mike Myers and Susan Boyle. And Susan Boyle, the four people that if you uh, the meld ones. them together look like Charlie. Yeah. Um, ben, the Spurs fan from Fairham, adds that um, uh, Olivier Giroud. A big can, fat... Well, he says a fat... You were very nice there. He says a fat Olivier Giroud. <laughs> which, to be honest, Olivier Giroud's a very good-looking man. Yeah. I don't, I don't mind that. That's in fine. that case, maybe we you, should factor in, factor in a bit of Ryland as well. Maybe you've got a bit a of... Fat Ryland? Oh, you're going with a fat... Now you've got your own one, have you now, Paul? <laughs> no, I just, I'm just saying you should factor that in. Bullying in the workplace, I just call no, HR. I, I'm not, I never used the word fat... Uh, you did, and you and Ben, take it up with Ben with HR, not me. I will. Very, I once, this is Martin in Wilshire, mm. I once saw a guy, oh, this is people shouting stuff out from vans. Yeah, because nice. we were saying Barry, um, sorry, not Barry, um, uh, Charlie, gets, <laughs> even though, no, he gets, occasionally people go, oi, Barry! Yeah. Because yeah, they, they think he's... Do you want to buy some speakers? They think he's Barry from East Enders. Yeah. yeah. I once saw a guy hanging out of a white van after seeing someone from Take That walking down the road, shouting, Howard! Howard! Howard, yeah. trying to get his attention. This went on for a while while he was in a traffic jam. Then take that member. The take, the take that member completely ignored him and kept walking as it was Jason, Jason, <laughs> Jason, Jason, Dan. Um, <laughs> thank you very much, Martin. Um, what else we got for you? Uh, yeah, have you ever got? Have you got any tattoos, Paul? I'm not, I'm not reading. Um, have I got any? Bringing tattoos? in something new. Yeah, got any tattoos? I've got the whole oh. of my back. Is, oh, yeah. um, an eagle, is it? It's a tableau from uh, Parrot. No, it's not really. No. I haven't got any. No, I haven't got, got any. The, I nearly the, have the one. The Gary Mabbott own goal. I, I nearly. In, in, in the, <laughs> I nearly. In the 87 have, Cup final. No, no. I nearly had one once, but no. I've, have you, yourself, well, Charlie, you got any body art? No, no body art no at all. Plans? Chris Brown has got a lot, the singer, the rapper. No, not, singer okay. and rapper Chris Brown. Yeah, okay. Um, but he's gone for now. He's started having him on his face, Paul. A face tattoo. Okay. He's got a, a pair of trainers on his face. <laughs> Chris Brown's got a pair of trainers. Yeah, you'd have on to his really face. like trainers, wouldn't you? To, I can't think of anything I like fan. enough to have I mean, it tattooed you, on my face. You, even if you're the manager of JD Sports, you wouldn't have a pair of trainers right. tattooed on your Maybe face. Maybe Jamie Reid. Maybe I'd have Jamie Reid, the talkie striker, tattooed what, on tattooed my face. Or, I really like what, him. What, what would it take? For, what would Jamie have to do for you to have a face tattoo of Jamie oh, Reid? Just carry on. Just carry on playing for the goals. Okay. Him, yeah. <laughs> That's enough, is it? Yeah, I love him. He hasn't got to score a certain amount of goals. Nope. Okay. Just love him. Um, we have never been confused with anybody famous, says John. Oh. Okay, well, thanks for taking part. But, <laughs> but he says... Full stop. Um, yeah, with my uniform for work, uh, I always seem to be asked, hi, do you work here? Whenever I pop into Tesco or other grocery shops. Oh, right. I don't know where he works. So if he What's wears he going in, in the blue jumper, though? Or I, I don't know. Uh, to which I always reply yes and then send them completely the uh. wrong way around the shop. I used to, uh, for many... I, I had a little sort of Saturday job years ago. Uh, and uh, we had this one digit away from radio rentals when in oh. the days when people kids people used yeah. to rent their TVs yeah. they didn't own them they quite often they and rented their apart from very rich people they rented their TVs yeah. so we were one digit out and uh, they would people would often phone up this shop and they say hello uh, radio now you've got the digit wrong it's a one not as, okay no problem thank you until one day the manager of this place where I worked had had enough. So he said, Radio Rentals said, yes, can I help you? He said, yeah, my TV's broken. He said, well, what do you want me to do about it? Oh. <laughs> he said, well, you are radio. I want it fixed. He said, well, mate, I don't care. <laughs> Can't, don't really care your telly's broken. Just laid it on, you know. He said, well, I'm coming down. He said, yeah, bring your mates and bring your dinner. It was one of those, you know. He's missed an opportunity. Should, have just, got, got, should have just got into the TV rental business. Poor fellow. <laughs> yeah, could have started doing his... Could have started a little sideline. sitting there, you know, reading tidbits in, uh, in Radio Rentals because it was very much of the moment. And... <laughs> And uh, some fellow, some irate customer comes in, like Bernard Breslau, gets him by the throat. So, yeah, all very zeitgeisty, this, isn't it, really? Yeah, I mean, for the kids, very Bernard Breslau, Radio the, Rentals. Very much at the moment. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. 
Dave the Palace fan once mistaken for Stavros Flatley oh. while he was swimming. Oh dear. Yeah. Did he have Cyprus tattoo on his I, chest? I, well, I mean, there was certain give, giveaway body art, as yeah. you said, Charlie, earlier on, that might have done that, but uh, Dave said he claimed to be a better dancer. Than I've worked know, with him. They're thoroughly nice blokes, yeah. Stavros Flatley. Um, the, the little lad now is like an owl. Yes. Yeah. mate? <laughs> How are you? He went to school with my uh, youngest lad. So, oh, yeah, did he? Yeah. Oh, anyway, wow. we move on. Uh, neither here nor there. And um, we move on to... Um, Research, scientific research into uh, the art of refereeing and interesting findings from uh, Dr Nick Neve at the Northumbria University in that short referees, short of stature, of yeah. course, um, are more likely to give you a red or yellow card than their slightly taller counterparts. Mm. Oh, controversial. Very controversial. Uh, Dr Nick, good afternoon. Hello, how are you doing, guys? Yeah, we're not too bad. So, um, yeah. My first question, Nick, is what do you call short? (laughs) Well, the average height of the referees in our sample was 1.76 metres. Oh, well, what's that in the old money? You carry on, Paul, with you until I'll work that out. Yes, like January the thirty-first never happened. So, <laughs> so um, the, yeah. So, tell us then how this. What made you kind of start looking into this? There must have been a kind of catalyst for it. Yes, the uh, the catalyst was my student who who is a referee. Um, he works for the FA. Um, he's a part time ref. He works in the lower leagues. Um, he's a very tall chap. Um, but we were very interested in this idea that the the height of a referee could have an influence upon the decisions that they make. Um, certainly in the rest of life, we know that the the height that you are does have a big influence on your dominance, your assertiveness, your confidence, and how people kind of react to you in a, in a kind of a public setting. We thought, wouldn't it be interesting if this applied in a setting whereby the decisions made by the person had a very far-reaching consequences on a, on a team or players? I suppose from a an animal point of view is, is what we're talking about. The smaller you are, the more you have to give out aggression to try and put off wow. the, the, the person who's having having a go at you, I suppose. And I suppose Absolutely. that's what, what, deep down psychologically, that's what a shorter person is doing with the red and yellow card. Don't mess <laughs> with me. Absolutely, yes. Yes, wow. the kind of short man syndrome, you know, the idea that shorter people, they have to work a little bit harder. They have to kind of present their dominance and their assertiveness a little bit harder than somebody who's taller than them because taller people in our society are immediately granted more kind of deference. Was there, did you notice this happening sort of at, at lower levels of, of football or maybe down in League One and Two more than the Premier League yes. or possibly the Championship? Yes, there was an effect of the league. Overall, the story holds true that the shorter the referee, the more likely they are to um, to give a yellow card, the more likely they are to give a red card. They were more likely to give penalties, but that didn't quite work out statistically. So uh, there was a trend there, but it wasn't as, as clear. But it was really clear when we looked at Leagues 1 and 2. Right. It didn't quite hold up in the Premiership. Um, but interestingly, the referees that we surveyed from Leagues 1 and 2 are shorter than the referees in the Premiership. Okay, I mean five foot nine is one point seven six. Thank you, thank you very much for uh, for clearing that up, Charlie. Um, not not short. I would just say no, that. no, no, not particularly short. I mean, the, the, you've looked at referees like some of the, the the shorter end of the spectrum, maybe like Mike Dean, who's uh, was he five eight, and uh, and John Moss five seven. Um, and what about how do their cards compare, say, to Graham Scott, who's who's six foot tall? 
well, we don't have actually names of the, the, the referees very kindly took part in this anonymously. Oh. Um, so we, we can't actually pin a particular decision oh, just to a particular that. referee. <laughs> um, but certainly, I mean, the, the, the relationship held true that the shorter the referee, the more likely they were to give these, these cards. Of course, these referees, I mean, if you're saying five foot nine, that's the kind of average British male height anyway. So these aren't short people, but mm. in comparison to the players, perhaps, they might be ever so slightly shorter in some circumstances. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I just wonder if it's true of every sort of walk of life. Is it is a short traffic warden more likely to give you a ticket mm. than a tall one? I mean, have you, is there any way you could... Uh, no way of, well, there is a way extend of working this, out, of Extend this with other authority figures, Nick. Would you, would you think about that's doing a, that? That's a very good idea. It's mm. something that we, we've considered all, all these different things. Um, the only thing was that because we actually... Uh, because Dane, who did the research, was a referee, we had an opportunity to assess referees, and the FA very kindly gave us permission to do this. And, of course, every decision that a referee makes is, is there. It's, it, there's a, you know, there's a mm. statistic, so we know exactly how many red cards and yellow cards and penalties they've awarded o- over the season. It, it's, it's there as public record. Okay. So it's very easy to get that information. To get information like that from, say, traffic wards, which is a great idea, mm. um, it, it's not <clears throat> out there. You know, it's hard to find. Sure. Oh. I wonder if it makes a difference in something like tennis, where the referee is sat down. But they might still be tall. Yeah, there's no, there's but no, they're sat down. There's no point of confrontation there as such. They're, they're sitting up on a very, very tall uh, very chair. Very high chair. And there's a distance. You're not really making kind of direct eye contact. They're not in front of you. There's no particular intimidation there. No, That's I, a very good point. I there, can imagine being yeah. short in boxing would be quite useful because you got to, can get in and amongst you it, you know, like it. that. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you're not, you're, you know, you're not, there's no sanction in boxing. No. Well, I mean, you can, you can, you, you can kind of give, take a point off and stuff. Yeah. It's not like showing a card, is umpires. it? Umpires. I, I wonder if tall umpires are more likely to give out <laughs> LBW than well, short no ones. Into this. I can fill in some of these Premier League because the good people of the Sun have done the Premier League stats today. So John Moss, um, uh, apparently, uh, he's awarded five foot seven, awarded um, three point seven yellow cards per game. Mike Dean, five uh, as we said, five foot eight, has given out three point six. But big old Graham Scott Lurch, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, six foot tall Graham Scott, oh, two point yeah. four yellows on average okay. per game. So that does kind of fit with your research, really. Interesting. Interesting. Ooh. I haven't seen the sun today, so they've actually put a name to the referee, have they? And uh, they have. They've put looked all the cards. At, they've looked at the cards. Mm. I know that wasn't your research. They've, 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 no. f- they've used that as a, as a as a springboard, obviously. So interesting, Nick. Uh, good to talk to you. Thank you very much. Fantastic, fellas. Thank you. Thanks, Nick. Doctor Nick Leaven there from uh, Northumbria University. It's the sort of research we need. Well, it is. This is interesting. I wonder who the tallest ever ref was. Any seven foot plus ref? There's been no, you know. I don't know if if that's a Googleable fact or not. Maybe you know eight ten eighty nine. How tall was how tall was Kalina? I mean, just in the in like the Sunday leagues, you know, if you got someone turning up seven foot four, yeah, and he was, you know, actually, do you know what you do? You get him to put the nets on the goals. Sunday league, wouldn't you? Wouldn't need to have the ladder or anything. He'd be there, be able to hook it up. There you are, lads. Off you go. That's right. Instantly okay. good. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Will you swim through the briny sea for me? There we are, the theme to the excellent TV series, uh, Detectorists. I, mean, I wonder what, what station I was on for a minute there. I was... You're listening to Late it might Nights been, with... Could be Timo Werner's new album, of course. Paul Hawksby with Late Nights. <laughs> 
But uh, we play that because um, there was an intriguing uh, little story in, in the town the other day. It just said metal detectorists digging up the pitch were among trespassers forcing Redcar Town FC to put up fences in North Yorkshire. We, mm. we thought, well, has there been a find there? What's gone on? Is there doubloons, as you well, said? What's under there, you know? Yeah, big, well, big chest, big treasure chest. I, I don't think... I think detectorists maybe have been uh, unfairly it, singled out in that story. If uh, they did find anything, would mm. it count towards financial fair play? Well, is, is this <laughs> a way around it we could find? Messi may be playing for Redka soon. You, you never know. know if they you? find some, like, gold under there and they um, dig it up, whose yeah, is it? That's it? Maybe we should let the detectorists in as opposed to ring fence. Anyway, so Graham Rose is the head groundsman at the club. Good afternoon, Graham. Good afternoon, sir. How are you? I'm not too bad, thank you. Um, as I said, one, now I've looked into the story a bit more. It's not really. Uh, it's not uh, detectorists are among the people, but it's not really about them having found something rare and expense and, and worth something. That's that's the problem, isn't it? There, there's a lots of people coming onto your field of play. Can you tell us why? Yeah, fine. Yeah, we have a we have a, an open end, open area of public land, which is part of a, a leased area of land that we've had for about since 2005 or 2008 um, and at the moment we get a lot of dog walkers that are just letting the dogs you know, do their business all over the field mm. which on a, on a Sunday morning and a Saturday morning when we're trying to set up kids pitches and things like that it means that we're having to pick all the dog dirt up even though over the last sort of five or six years we've been trying to put posters up we're working with council and stuff like that we also have local bikes bike motorbikes that come across the pitches which really, they don't really care. They just cut the pitches up and they just sort of like, you know, um, and they sort of sit with quad bikes. And then once a year, we have, usually have a visit from uh, some travellers. Right. Um, and uh, unfortunately, as, as you're probably aware, travellers aren't the easiest to sort of like go to and, and actually ask them to leave politely. So they tend to stay around a little while and make a bit of a mess. Um, so it's really come to a bit of a head. Um, we've done everything we can to actually try and stop um, you know everything we can, and we've we've gone for a football foundation grant, and we're going to fence off a, a proportion of the field, which we can then protect and look after the safety of our members of our club. Plus, also, to be honest, we we're having a consultation tonight with the local residents to try and come up with a, a, a plan forward. Also, because we've had some, you know, obviously some interest from the local residents of putting the fence up to actually create an environment that would be useful for our football players, but also for the local kids as well. Yeah. I was going to say, how, how do because you know there might be some people that take exception to you putting up fences around uh, around the, 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 that area. They may want to walk their dogs there, but I mean, is there understanding yeah. of people being decent about it? A, a bit of both. I won't, I won't sit here and say that obviously we've uh, we've we've uh, we've appeased every single person in the world. Um, obviously, there is dog walking situations. We're again at the meeting tonight. Um, we've come up with a plan. Uh, the plan obviously is there because we've obviously got to do it and we're going to have a meeting tonight and actually discuss everything and try and come up with... And we've come up with some alternatives where actually people can still walk the dogs everywhere they want to, except for inside this sort of fenced area, um, try and create a, a safer and a more cleaner environment for our children and our members of our club. And, and, and again, like I say, for the for, for juniors, uh, for children of the, of the local community. I will say that, I mean, it sounds like nothing, but my son plays on a Sunday morning and mm. the dog yeah. mess situation is the most frustrating, annoying it thing is, yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah, it it's the, the pitches are really clearly marked out and it's just an absolute lack of care by people. When you just well, go, it, the kids are, ki kids are going to be playing here absolutely, definitely, 100%. And you just want to go, just, just think about it. Just think about yeah, it. Absolutely. 
absolutely. I mean, this is it. I mean, look at the end of the day. Ninety percent of the people are, are absolutely brilliant in the local, and they do. It's obviously a minority that caused the problem, but again, it's the motorbikes go across and they just do you know wheelies or they do skids. And, and like mm. I said, you joked about it again at the beginning of the the, uh, the metal detector. Mm. He's been there a couple of times, a couple of years running, and, and he goes and just walks around the pitches and just literally cuts a hole into the pitch and, and then just sort of like walks away and puts his you know one year he just left the divots and I had to approach him. And, He'd just come back, actually, this year. Oh, it's just, it's just one guy, is it? It's just one bloke turning up with his... Oh, goodness me. One-man campaign. Yeah. Absolutely. Like I said, if there is any bullion under there, I think they're entitled to some of it. It might help us fund it. Maybe he lost his wedding exactly. ring playing a few he years can, ago. You can... He might, if he <laughs> shares some of the booty, and you can buy Joel Linton. Well, possibly, maybe not. Well, a way around it, but I think not. we found a way yeah. around financial fair play here. We, <laughs> well, it might help it with Brexit as well. Yeah. So we might be able to find some foreign players. Exactly. That would be fantastic. a good idea. From Manchester City, suddenly yeah. they have somebody digging up bits of the Etienne. Yeah. And look what we oh. found. Oh, surprise, look surprise. Look at this Anglo-Saxon <laughs> yeah. helmet we found. That'll sort us out. Which player's that, the Anglo-Saxon sure helmet? <laughs> but it's lovely. You play at the Momolum, don't you? All that, we you... do. We play at the Momolum Park, yeah, which is yeah. A, it's an, an old recreation land that we were, we were cleaved, uh, as I say, in 2008, which was just a bit of uh, land that had just been overgrowing and, and, and just, I mean, we, we, we took it on and then we started tournaments there and we created a whole football club where we have like 24 teams running everywhere from under sevens right up to adult teams now, um, ladies teams, junior teams, disabled teams, everything there. Um, you know, our every, ga- every game's to... a draw down at the Mo. <laughs> um, yeah, One team Not in orange. Sometimes. That's it. <laughs> Well, look, good to good to talk to you, uh, Graham, and we, we hope you get what you need to uh, to get the fence up. So, thanks very much for joining us. Not a problem. Well, thank you for talking to me. Thank there you very are. much, Graham Rosehead, groundsman at the Redcar Town of Plant at the Mo Molan, who was the local MP for Redcar many years. Wasn't yeah, I feel like I don't think Graham thought I was taking it seriously, and I do apologise. Oh, you were taking it seriously. You, you yeah. brought up you, you, you brought up Dogs Mess Gate, as I believe I you call it, in your son's Sunday team. You Dogs Mess up, Gate. So. I mean, it's not it's much difficult, of, that, isn't it? Because it's not much of a naming naming rights that we've given that gate, but <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> anyway, still to come this afternoon, we're going to talk a bit of boxing. Uh, we'll be handing over to Goffey and Adrian with Drive at uh, four o'clock. They're back together again after all the cricket. What a fantastic end to the T20! Oh, yeah, you? came back. I mean, all, all exciting games, all Just exciting games, isn't ch- it? Really, chasing really down a difficult old total but uh, we're, good, we're good at T20 which is uh, just as well because we've got a World Cup coming up well. Hey Paul Jake Binfield's been on just before we break oh, Rene yeah. Timmink is a former Dutch football referee 6 foot 7 Is that the tallest so, ref? Well, that's, that's very good Pretty good Actor David Morrissey we recently saw playing a football referee oh, right, of yes. course in Inside Number 9 last Superb. week Brilliant performance it was really really good actually uh, I recommend that it's still on the iPlayer but it was great fun um, he said his red cars pitch constantly being dug up because someone in Slade Prison keeps telling fellow prisoners about to be released that there's buried treasure there. oh, right. classic yeah. porridge there we are great Norris great horrible Norris wasn't yeah, it he yeah. dug up the pitch and the, the, the great reveal of the, sorry, spoiler alert but it was about 1974 <laughs> you've not seen the it by now floodlights come up and it's Alan Road go and check it out um, I didn't mean to spoil it for you but uh, yeah Blanco of course in that um, the old man Blanco where played by David Jason oh yes I remember, yes, I've I remember seen that. in the yeah, hospital I've seen that episode yeah, yeah. classic old uh, yeah. good afternoon David my friend's dad that. was grouty was, was yeah yeah Peter Vaughan yeah yeah Peter oh, Vaughan yeah, really yeah, yeah. my old drummer's dad genial Dave, Harry Dave Graham. Ohm the drummer jazz drummer great drummer wow. his dad was was, a, was a Peter Vaughan yeah, yeah. Oh, played fine. played played a lot of old men towards the end of his life because he got old, you know. Excellent, excellent. I think he, I think in Porridge he's only about sort of 50, 55, yeah. so yeah. 
Bart. Great, 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 great lines on there. Oh, Archers yeah. never miss when he takes the headphones off. <laughs> when uh, anyway, we'll move on. Yeah. Old porridge there. Um, sorry, to Porridge that FM, the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. There we are. There that was. was this afternoon's show. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Back tomorrow. Very similar, hard-hitting news agenda. Very, very no disappointed. He called five foot nine short. Yeah, you worry. You don't like that, do you? I'm not sure about that. So yeah, Chelsea, Manchester United. Oh yeah, huge game. Tonight. Huge game. Give us a score. Charlie, I'm going to say it's going to say uh, Chelsea two, Man United one. That was my prediction in the Fools panel, and I'm sticking to oh, that. There we as are. Well. We'll so find uh, out. we'll see. Whatever happens, uh, enjoy the game. You may be listening to this at ten o'clock at night, thinking, "What a pair of months is <laughs> Manchester United putting their fourth goal." Yeah. But anyway, we'll pick over the bones of that and a lot more tomorrow. Thanks for downloading us. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 